Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hi, how can I help you today? As a McDonald's employee, you say those words quite often. But how about when you need help, like consulting a doctor? Hi, how can I help you today? When you work for a McDonald's restaurant, we take care of you like family. With free virtual doctor's visits, including getting prescriptions and refills for you and everyone in your family. Apply today at careers.mcdonalds.com and find out more. The benefits described herein are only available at participating restaurants. When Swift is on the grill, good times are sure to follow. And we'll help you keep them going around the grill all season long. Good food, good moments, one great meal. Come together with Swift. Goldilocks Productions broadcasts universal cosmic frequencies that unlock, awaken, and expand the consciousness of our worldwide viewers and listeners. Goldilocks Productions presents the Live from Little Bear Sanctuary Show with Christopher Vane. Enjoy topics such as the vegan lifestyle, sanctuary media highlights, and spotlighting new rescues. Happy Friday, friends. Welcome to Live from Little Bear Sanctuary. I'm your host, Chris Vane. Uh, what do we got going on today? We have a we have a special Special guest and friend of mine, uh, Dan Hanley. We'll be bringing him on in a few minutes. Um, it is Friday, October 2nd, 2020. The year is almost over. I'm sure a lot of people are happy about that. Um, I got some birthdays today. I always do my birthdays first. Happy birthday, Daphne and Tom. Um, they both had birthdays this week. They, um, they're really good friends of ours. They live here in town. They do a lot for the sanctuary. Um, Tom is actually a race car driver, and he has the Little Bear Sanctuary logo on the back of his cars when he races. So we're really grateful for that. So happy birthday, you two guys. And they're married. So birthdays in the same week. Fun. <laughs> uh, America's Next Top Poddle started yesterday. Uh Photo submissions um, started obviously yesterday through October 11th, and um, the auction begins. Um, let's see, October 12th through the 18th. So from today until the 11th, you can submit your pet's photo. And uh, if you head over to pranarun.org, you'll see the official rules. And um, you'll see some great prizes that uh, the winner is going to win. Um, and V-Dog is actually going to announce the winner. Those are my dogs barking in the background. <laughs> um, and uh, so far for the auction, we've got, we, I think this year is the best uh, so far for, for auction items. Um, some really great companies are donating um, some, some great products. So yeah, here's some details. Uh, if you got a piggy, if you got a dog, a cat, a rat, a rabbit, whoever you want to enter into our contest uh, from now until the 11th, it's $5 per entry. The first five people who sign up will receive a Mr. Peanuts pet carrier. And I think I think so far there's I think there's two spots left for that. So, um, yeah, Mr. Peanuts. We love Mr. Peanut. Um They'll also be um, 
we'll also be giving away some of those. And uh, actually, let me show you what it looks like. <laughs> Mr. Peanuts, this is the carrier. It's actually really nice. It's vegan and cruelty-free. Um, it's uh, it's really well put together. It's um, it's airline approved. Look how nice that is. Comes with a carrier. Really nice stuff. Thank you, Mr. Peanuts. What else do we got for you guys? Uh, my giving circle, you guys um, who voted for us, we made the top 10 and we received a $1,000 grant from my giving circle. So thank you to everybody who voted. Really exciting stuff. Um, also, people were able to donate through that. So I think we brought in a little over $3,000 total for the sanctuary um, uh, with that that fundraiser. So thank you, everybody, for voting. Voting was free. You guys did awesome. We made the top $10,000. Woo! Um, the uh, last week we started, um, I started showing everybody uh, replacement items for the week. Um, easy products that you can change out in your home from your um, non-vegan to vegan. Uh, I get a lot of I get a lot of people asking me, you know, what products do you use as a vegan? Uh, especially when it comes to dairy, I think a lot of people, um, their biggest uh, hurdle with transitioning to vegan is is dairy, cheese, milk, all that kind of stuff. So I'm a big coffee holic, and um, I've tried every coffee creamer out there, <laughs> and. If you guys haven't tried the Silk Coffee Creamer, this really, for me, um, comes the closest to half and half. Um, my biggest hurdle was cheese and half and half. Um, <laughs> uh, I've, I've been vegan for 10 years, so 10 years ago, there were not a lot of options. Uh, it was uh, it was slim pickings. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, this uh, Silk makes some really amazing products. They got a couple of different flavors. Um, so, yeah, change out that change out that half and half. Uh, and last week we talked about butter. I'm kind of sort of doing on the dairy craze for the next few weeks uh, because I know that's um, a lot of people specifically ask about dairy replacements. Um, and, you know, guys, dairy is scary. Nobody needs to drink cow's milk anymore. Um, we're the only species that drinks another species' milk. Crazy, right? Anyway, congratulations. We've got, uh, I, I know we're going to be putting up a pic of Nemo the kitty in a second. Uh, we had a, uh, a giveaway on Instagram for a Mr. Peanuts pet carrier. And um, it ended yesterday. And Nemo the cat was the winner. He's a really cutie, and uh, he's going to be receiving uh, Mr. Peanut's pet carrier. Um, I'm sure you're going to see his picture in a minute. He's really, really cute. Uh, there it is. Look at him. He's so deserving, and he's actually – he comes from Miami. If you want to follow Nemo the Kitty on Instagram, it's Nemo Furball on Instagram. Congratulations, Nemo. <laughs> Uh, another thing, Laura Romero, our good friend Laura, um, she has a show here on Tuesdays at 11. Um, it's the Angels and Healing Light Show, and she's donating 50% of her commission for her Mary Kay products uh, to the sanctuary. Ends on October 3rd. Really generous of her. Thank you, Laura. Um, uh, let me just do this. Here we go. Sorry, guys. Uh, Laura's watching. Hey, Laura. <laughs> I forgot to turn on everybody's feed to see who's who's joined us. Hey, Kim. Good morning. Um, yeah. So, Laura, thank you so much. It's it's. I, I hear the money's kachinging up there. So, um, I actually purchase some Mary Kay products for myself. Of course, they have a great men's line. Uh, MK Men. Love this face wash. Um, Pimping you out, Laura. There you go. Uh, great products. I bought like a couple hundred dollars worth, and I'm really liking this stuff so far. Um, so yeah, Mary Kay, cruelty free, made in the USA. They've got a great line of men's cologne too, which is really. Uh, I find that men's cologne is is it's difficult to find really good cruelty free um, brands. So yeah, if you want to support LBS, um, you can go to our website at littlebearsanctuary.org. And um, you can sign up for uh, our Amazon Smile account. So if you shop with Amazon, 
if you list Little Bear Sanctuary as your uh, nonprofit, Amazon will donate, I believe it comes to about 0.05% of your purchases to the sanctuary. So we get a nice check every couple of months. So thank you for everybody for signing up. We also have an Amazon wish list, and it's a list of a ton of different things we need for the sanctuary. You can buy us stuff directly, and they'll ship it to us here. So that's always a surprise. We don't know when it's coming. We don't know who sent it sent it until it arrives. So that's always a lot of fun. We've got a PayPal. We've got an amazing GoFundMe that's up, which is supporting the final 10 acres that um, we have under construction. Um, the We just let the cows out there. A week ago, uh, we did our final fencing, and I know I showed a video last week. I was going to show you guys a video this week of the cows going going onto the 10 acres. It was the, the most anticlimactic video. <laughs> After about four minutes, they were kind of standing at the gate, and one would come out, and they'd nibble on some grass, and you know, but they're they're all loving it. I'll, I'll get a I'll get a better video for you guys next week. Um, um, all right, so my guest this week is Dan Hanley. Uh, I'm going to cheat, Dan. I'm going to read your bio. Welcome to the show. Um, so Dan Hanley, he's a principal at Altrui Consulting. Uh, he's the creator of the Gay Vegan Blog. Uh, at Altrui, he works with nonprofits around the globe, supporting their efforts in relationship building, marketing, and fundraising. At the Gay Vegans, he posts about vegan food, social justice issues, and voting. He lives on in Monrovia, California, with his husband Mike and three fur kids. He spends time volunteering in Tijuana to support refugees and asylum seekers. And he's currently reading. I couldn't even imagine that they would kill us. I actually looked at welcome, Dan. Hi, thank you, Chris. Great <laughs> to be here. I'm thanks so for being on my show. So I looked up the book. I had no idea. Um, yeah, thank you. You want to talk a little bit about the book? It's, it's uh, I honestly had no idea about the story. Yeah, so it's right, um, it's right here, and uh, this is, um, I mean, this is. There are so many tragedies, right, yeah, yeah, in the world yeah. right now. <laughs> I mean, there's um, for those of us who care about uh, making the world a better place for all living beings, or who, for those of us who just care about other people and other living beings there is a list of things that are happening that we can take action on. And, but this is just a, a story about, um, about a bunch of kids, a bunch of students in uh, 2014 who were going to a, uh, an annual protest in Mexico city. And um, what they typically do, it's just an annual, right? They, um, they take over buses and then they all gather with more students and take over more buses. And then they all meet in uh, different areas of Mexico for these huge protests um, and commemorations. Um, and so what happened six years ago was that um, there, uh, uh, several of them were disappeared. And, and, and that language is really um, a language that we don't think about uh, much. Um, but to disappear another person. And, and basically they were kidnapped and, and executed. And these are all kids like um, I, most of them are like from 18 to 21. Um, the more investigations that have gone on show that the amount of corruption and government and police and military that were involved in all of this um, is just out the roof. And, uh, and to this day, they, I credit their parents and their family members and the people who love them for keeping it in the news and for keeping their names alive. And, and this is a great book written by a, um, an American author who lives in Mexico and, and is a reporter. And it's, uh, most of it is from the viewpoint of students who survived that night. So it's a, it's a, it's a great introduction to it. I highly recommend this book. And then also, if you have Netflix, there's a show, um, a documentary about this called The 43. And uh, it's not fun. It's not fun to watch. It's not. It's something that you realize uh, took place now. I mean, it was six years ago, but still the, in these days where... Um, where I mean, I like to think of myself as an activist, and I feel like these kids were activists. 
and they were killed yeah. because of being activists. So yeah. that's the book. I'm, yeah. I'm trying to read a book a week this year. Yeah, so. uh, I, I've been trying, but I haven't <laughs> been having But I'm definitely going to pick it up, and uh, I'm interested in the documentary. Uh, yeah, it sounds sad. You do a lot of volunteer work down in Tijuana um, with refugees and asylum seekers. Yeah, um, definitely. I want to know a little bit about that. That sounds, I, I think that's pretty amazing stuff. Sure. So depending on how much you know about the situation at the borders, and I, I should say it's really just the border of the U.S. and Mexico. Um, yeah. There aren't all these uh, tens of thousands of people stuck at the border of Canada. Um, right. It's particularly people who are um, the people that we work with. I, I volunteer a lot with a group called Al Otro Lado. They're based uh, here in California, but they have an office in Tijuana. Um, and then I do different work, uh, you know, fundraising, bringing supplies to different communities of refugees and uh, immigrants at the border of Tijuana. The, the big difference in the law right now is that somebody makes it to the border and they uh, apply for asylum. Um, so in the past, let's say I was applying for asylum and I said, hey, I'm applying for asylum and my, I can stay with my friend Chris um, while the application is going through. And they would say, okay. And then so I would come stay with you. I wouldn't be able to work. I'm, I'm doing the applying for asylum is 100% legal. And um, I'm doing it the legal way. So now, um, during this current administration, it's changed to where I apply for asylum. I say, hey, my friend Chris is totally cool with me staying with him during the process. But our government says, no, you need to wait in Mexico until we have your um, court proceedings. Um, and so that could take days, months. It could take years and um, and meanwhile, I'm somebody who's made it to Tijuana from typically um, Haiti, um, Cameroon, um, Guatemala, Honduras, and where oh El Salvador, and and so I don't know anybody in Tijuana. I want to apply for asylum. I can't work in Tijuana. I don't have a home. I can't provide for my family. And you have, I would say right now, thirty to 40,000 people in Tijuana alone. And I know it's just as bad in other border towns and cities. I just don't have personal experience with that. So um, there's plenty to do. I mean, mainly it's just um, helping folks fundraise, helping feed people, providing diapers. I mean, I was down there two weeks ago. I did a lot of um, uh, diaper delivery and um, a whole carload of tampons. Uh, just supporting mainly women and women with kids uh, to to the extent that I can. And, and these days it's easy. You can't, to cross the border with a bunch of supplies, you get taxed. Um, you they So they say right at the border, oh, you need to pay this much tax and you have to walk over to the bank before you cross the border and show them the receipt. So now I just put it out there on Facebook. People Venmo me the money. I support small businesses down in Tijuana, purchase everything, and then uh, bring it to them. But there's a lot of groups, um, immigrant defenders, Al Otro Lado, of course, Border Angels, um, Espacio Migrante. Um, there's a couple specific organizations that serve and house um, LGBTQ asylum seekers, which are which are going through even a tougher time. Um, there's certainly... Um, a lot going on. Whenever I come back, I'm just so emotionally drained, but at the same time, um, grateful that I have the opportunity, the opportunity to be able to serve people down there. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. Anyway. So um, on the good, I, to share some good news with you, Chris, I have this delicious sure. cup of coffee in my Tijuana <laughs> mug. Um, okay. And um, I'm, I'm, I, I have the privilege of being able to spend time with you there with, with everything that activists are going through these days and doing and being a part of it's, it's really important for me to remember all the amazing things I'm grateful for and all the amazing things and privileges I have. Um, and this just amazing life that I have. 
Yeah, that's awesome. If people want to donate and help you out, where can they where can they do that? Yeah, so if they um I have an ongoing Venmo account. My next trip to Tijuana will be in a, in 3 weeks and okay. um my my Venmo account is dan-hanley-2 the number. And they can just Venmo me there. They can so if they donate that, I'm going to buy supplies. I get a list of supplies needed. There's these three badass nuns in Tijuana who have been serving migrants for decades. And they, I just check in with them and and see what they need, and then that. So the next day, when they are still in need of all those products, I cross and then I buy those products and get them to them. And they serve uh, women and uh, women with kids um, who are who are stuck in Tijuana. But and if you um are, I mean, I know you're a nonprofit, so you're familiar. If you just want to make a donation to a group that's already you know, down there in the trenches, doing everything they can every day to serve migrants and refugees. Um, Al Otro Lado is 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 my favorite group. I have a huge heart for them. It's A L O T R O L A D O dot org. It means the oh. other side in Spanish. Okay. Do you speak Spanish? I do. Uh-huh. It's very helpful down there. I bet. I bet. Yeah. So. That's amazing, man. Thank, thank you for doing that. Um, yeah. I think, uh, I think a lot of people, um, especially now there's everything is animal rights, animal rights, animal rights. And I think we, a lot of groups forget that there's people like, um, immigrants at the border and, and hungry and, um, and it's really great that you, um, are working with that community. Thank you for doing that. That's really awesome. Yeah, yeah. And Chris, I'd also like to add that the vegan scene in Tijuana is crazy right now. I mean, is I eat here? really well down wow. there. And the great thing about this Venmo account is not only do I use that money for supplies, but I buy um, dinner meals for people. Um, like last trip was 100 meals from vegan restaurants and pass those out. So we not, not only get to serve human beings who are suffering and who have nothing, we get to support local vegan restaurants in Tijuana. Fantastic. Fantastic. Let's move on to something a little lighter. Sure. Uh, <laughs> so you and your hubby, uh, Mike, live in uh, Monrovia? Yes. How long have you guys been together? Oh, we've been together for uh, so married for fifteen, together for seventeen years. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, and yeah. I married way up. Yeah, <laughs> you uh, you have a bunch of fur kids. I I know. Yeah, we do. So we recently lost our Lily, um, yeah, but now great. we have um, we have uh, Ludwig, who's a little Yorkie. We have, we don't have big, we don't have big dogs like you. We have Agnes, who's a Maltese mix. And we have um, Nadia, who is a um, white haired terrier mix. Okay. All all from local LA uh, shelters, of course. Yeah. And I read that you have um, fostered over 50 dogs. Yeah. I I mean, Mike and I have talked talked about this after I put that. It's probably over a hundred, but we, wow. we've had a lot. I mean, we were, Mike was just talking to one of his students the other day at, who asked about how, how many, like, what is the most dogs we've ever had in the house? And, and we, we think it's eight or nine and, wow. and half of those were fosters at the point, but yeah. we, um, you know, we foster dog. We haven't done this in California yet, but in Colorado, we would foster dogs all the time. And, and get them adopted quickly, not not just having them, you know, the, the longer they stay with us, the more chance the foster fails. So, so we learn. Yeah, I, have right of, I have a lot of foster fails. I have a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> our, 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 uh, our big boy, Hubert, was our last foster fail. And, and I, I actually right. haven't fostered since. We had a house full of... Uh, <laughs> Randy, right. Randy won't let me foster exactly. anymore. <laughs> exactly. We yep. had a, we had five baby pit bulls running around the house, and I re- I think I remember that. 
Yeah, how could I not? How could I not take one? It was exactly, uh, <laughs> exactly. It's um, it's uh, it was a lot of fun. So I, I know a lot of people think about fostering, and um, uh, and fostering does save lives. I, I tell that to everybody. And obviously, adopt don't shop. Um, people always ask, you know, oh my God, how can you foster and you have them for so long and then you give them to the next person? It's so sad. Um, any words of advice for fostering? Yeah, so I would I would give words of advice on fostering for both um, for dogs and cats and any other type of adoptable animal and children. Um, Mike and I were foster parents for kids in the foster care system back in Colorado. Um, I just think that uh, we every day have a chance to make the world a better place for all living beings. And for me, I, I really think about that every day. What can I do today to help people with nothing, to help animals who are suffering, to, you know, the list goes on and on. And for um, the, the whole fostering thing for me is that one, it, it gets an animal out of a cage and it gets an animal out of that constant barking. And I mean, every dog that we have adopted or fostered is severely traumatized after being in the shelter. And, and typically they're in the shelter, like they enter the shelter traumatized. So just getting yeah. them out of that, like you don't, um, I remember for years I cleaned cages at the Max Fund in Denver and um, it was my thing. And I, and you know, the, I open the door and the dog wants to kill me. That's, that's the, that's what the emotion the dog is showing to me. And, but then, and so you think, how are you ever going to get adopted? And then, then you, you hold the dog and you, you talk to her and you love on her and like instantly they're back to uh, this, 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 um, I don't know, abused, abused creature that really just wants love. And yeah. so it's it, it makes a difference. It also um, takes the burden of cost away from the shelter, and it allows them to put another animal in in the shelter to hopefully get adopted. And yeah. in in the um, in the world of fostering children, um, I mean, we're actually thinking about fostering. So that's children. Yeah, it's very similar. I mean, you are, you have the opportunity to just show tons of love onto another human being and, yeah. and, and, um, and compassion and, and an ear to listen. And, and I found in, in the lives of kids, just showing up and just giving a shit change their changes, their trajectory. Um, yeah. And because for many of them, they may have had that in the past and, and lost it, but for many of them, they just haven't experienced that. So um, I think both ways of um, fostering are, are fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. We um, we're just hooked up with the children's network of Florida here, and they're going to be coming out with a group of kids who are going to volunteer here weekly. Cause especially now during the pandemic, there's not oh, a lot right. for the kids to do. So um, right. yeah, I'm excited about that. And uh, yeah. And, and Randy and I have talked about fostering, um, they asked us how many kids do we want? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, hmm, I didn't. <laughs> Keeping so, siblings yeah. together can be awesome. Yeah. Yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, imagine it. You know, yeah, most siblings are are ripped apart when they're um, yeah. removed from a home. So being able to keep them together um, is wonderful. Great. Yeah. Words of advice for me with fostering. Um, I mean, ask a lot of questions, um, make sure your motives are in check, which with you, I know are, are totally good. Um, make sure you and Randy are constantly communicating. I mean, it's a, it's a real opportunity for couples. I mean, it really strengthens your marriage, right? Because you, you all of a sudden have this being in your life that, that is a lot more than feeding them and letting them lay on your lap and taking them for walks. It's making sure that they eat and that their allergies are taken care of and their trauma is taken care of and they're at school and they're doing their homework and, and they feel 100% safe and loved. So um, that, 
That's it in the short. Yeah. <laughs> nothing big, Randy or Chris. Nothing big, Chris. <laughs> that's the short version, right? That's, that's the short version. <laughs> oh my goodness! So, um, you guys have a blog? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, um, our blog is the Gay Vegans, yep. and you know, it's it's a little weird. We get um, we get uh, people paying attention to it sometimes just because the weird the weird name of it. Um, yep. Some and a lot of times I'll post that no, we're not a punk rock band. We're actually two <laughs> gay vegans. And um, but I started so I've been in the nonprofit fundraising world for a good chunk of my life. And um, right now, or a long a while back, I had um, a blog that was just specific to fundraising, which I still have through Altry. Um, but what I was realizing was in that blog, I was starting to get personal and I didn't really want to be personal. I just wanted it to be about nonprofit fundraising and how nonprofit fundraising changes the world. But um, so I decided um, I wanted to share about this vacation that Mike and I were about to take down to Florida of all places. And, um, (laughs) and we, um, and so I decided to create the gay vegans. So that was about, uh, almost 10 years ago. Wow. And, um, and my whole point with it has really become to build bridges among communities who have a lot in common, but aren't really working together. It's about getting people to be politically active. It is turning people on to, to delicious vegan food, because I think um, there's a lot of delicious vegan food out there. There's a lot of amazing restaurants serving delicious vegan food. But there's also a lot of restaurants serving crappy vegan food. And I think that does a disservice to veganism and yeah. to the animals. It For really sure. does. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. yeah, I Definitely. mean, I don't, yeah. um, I don't want a salad. I mean, I don't want... I mean, I want to eat a lot. I'm hungry. I, I love to eat. And so it, I go before this time, I would go to a lot of events as a fundraiser and as somebody being out amongst people. And, you know, I'd always be a little nervous about the vegan meal um, being offered. But here in Southern California, it is delicious. I actually had um, one of the last meals I had before the event stopped was I had this delicious blackened tofu dish. Dunkin' Refreshers are the perfect way to get a little more out of your day. With more tropical flavors like new mango pineapple and more ways to get glowing. Available with green tea, coconut milk, or lemonade. You've got what you need to make the most out of every moment. Even the ones spent stuck in traffic. <sighs> what a beautiful day. Sip into all your favorite Dunkin' Refreshers like new mango pineapple. America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Additional charges may apply. Hurry into Mattress Firm's best Memorial Day sale ever. Get a king bed for the price of a queen or a queen for a twin and save up to $500 on Sealy. Plus, get a free adjustable base with qualifying Sealy purchases up to a $4.99 value. Or shop Tempur-Pedic, the most highly recommended bed in America, and save up to $500 on adjustable mattress sets in stock for immediate delivery. And get a $300 instant gift. Talk to a sleep expert today. Only at Mattress Firm. Restrictions apply. See store or mattressfirm.com for details. Um, that was just so good. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, where have you been for 24 years? Um, but they're finally, you know, they're finally getting it. And um, so yeah. I talk a lot about that on the blog. But right now I'm just talking about politics, um, religion, all the things that you're not supposed to talk about. All right? the things you're not supposed to, right? Yep. Exactly. Yeah. But it's just so important, you know, on, on Twitter this morning, I'm just sharing stories about people's ballots being returned because they didn't fill them out completely or, or, um, you know, here in California, you, if you're not registered to vote, um, for whatever reason, you still can register through the 19th. Um, in Florida, I think people are getting their ballots and you can drop them off at a polling place. Now I saw that in, um, Howard County. How is it? What I'm recommending is people, bring it directly to the voting place. Yeah. I mean, just, just do it, you know, like yeah. it, what, what, if you do mail it, you can keep track of it online, but really just promoting voting, voting, voting. And, and I'm, uh, I'm an obvious, well, maybe not obvious, but I'm progressive liberal. Um, I believe in healthcare for all there's, there's this whole litany of, um, 
things I believe in that will make a lot of people cringe, but, um, or just look at things in a different way. I mean, we, we, we all have much more in common than not. I firmly believe that. So regardless of your cause, getting people to vote is going, is is really the backbone of, of it all. So right now I'm just doing a lot of blogging about, um, about that. And and I also write about, you know, I've been vegan for 24 years. Yeah. I grew up in Michigan. It wasn't a vegan paradise. Um, no. I grew up with meat eaters and, um, you know, we had a dog and we loved our dog very much, very much. We would never slit her throat and eat her. We just wouldn't yep. do it. Um, right. But uh, as I, you know, I was in the military for a while and I um I was having a meal with a bunch of Buddhist monks after a human rights protest at a Chinese embassy um, about Tibet Day and International Human Rights Day. And I, I, I was eating my meat dish and they were all eating a vegetarian dish. I didn't realize it. And one of them said to me, like, so compassionately and lovingly, it's it's really tough to believe how loving and compassionate you are. Um, in all of your life, except when it comes to your plate of food. And he didn't say it in a way of judgment. Um, I didn't feel judged at all. I felt like mm-hmm. I had a spiritual awakening at that moment, that I had. Wow. I was reborn. I was looking at it completely different. Um, and I, I didn't become vegan right then, because sometimes in the military, if you're back then, if you're going to eat vegan, you're eating lettuce and maybe some rice. And the rice probably right, isn't even vegan because right, it's in chicken rice stock. And beans, but, rice and beans and lettuce. <laughs> well, yeah, and then the beans of lard and the rice is chicken stock. So oh, you're really just true, back yeah. to the, the lettuce. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so uh, it took a little bit, but um, a, a few years later, I, I was vegan. I um I was invited to vegan potlucks in Norfolk and Virginia Beach, Virginia, and I I had delicious food. I had people who taught me how to cook simple dishes and um, taught me that Pepsi and potato chips are vegan, and um, and that doesn't have to be breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And uh, so now it's like I'm I'm 24 years vegan and I'm I'm cooking bok choy and I'm like who who is this man? Where did he come from? And I love it. And that's one of my more recent posts is um, cooking with uh, bok choy and kohlrabi, which are new, which are new to me, but I'm finding are really delicious and they they stay long in your fridge and you can be really creative with them. So that's kind of the, the thing about the blog. The one page that I love that gets the most traffic is our helpful blogs and websites. And so they're, um, that page gets traffic because I try to, I, I tell people if I talk about nutrition, that I'm not a nutritionist, I'm not an RD. I only know that how I feel when I eat certain foods and I, what my doctor tells me. And, but so I have links to people who are, who know these things. I have links to people who are, are great vegan bloggers, who are great vegan cooks, who are great vegan nutritionists. Um, and so that for people who are just becoming vegan, there are, there are just tons of resources. And I, I try to keep that list fresh and up to date so that anyone coming to our blog has the resources they need to, um, to uh, enjoy being vegan as much as I do. Awesome. I read that you, um, uh, in your blog, um, you said um, what helped you with being vegan was getting comfortable in the kitchen. Um, yeah. It didn't mean you were a good cook, but that you, you got comfortable <laughs> in the kitchen, right? Exactly. Exactly. So when, when Mike and I met um, and started dating, uh, he realized that the most of my meals were um, frozen Amy's burritos, <laughs> which I could always get for like three for five, like really could always be on yeah, sale. Yeah, always on sale, right? Three for five. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, and tater tots. Oh, and boy. so now, when I make a meal like that, we call that the Dan's meal, and <laughs> it's just simple frozen food heated up. Um, but now, I mean, it's um, 
one of the things I blog about, and especially on Instagram, when I do meals, I try to price them out. So people realize, wow, for 10 bucks, you can feed, well, for two of us, which is really four, because we, we both eat a lot. Um, for 10 bucks, you can have this delicious meal. I mean, I just, uh, I made a, um, a, uh, hat or a, a tater tot casserole the other night. Um, oh my from God. Holy Cow Vegan. That's my oh kind my of food, God. yeah. That's my kind of food. It was so <laughs> good. And, yeah. and you know, again, I don't I don't cook for health reasons, but there are vegetables in it. And um, you can <laughs> do, use vegetables of your choice, really. But it's almost like a chicken pot pie with tater tots. Because there's, oh, wow. you. I put, um, uh, oh, I forget, um, I, I forget which Italian sausage I use, but you cut up Italian sausage and put it with the frozen veggies and the flour and the sage and the salt and pepper. And, and you cook that in a, a um, an iron cast skillet. And then you top it off with the tater tots and then you bake it for 55 minutes. And it couldn't be easier. And it really costs about um, $8. Wow. And, yeah. and so we had a dinner for us and lunch the next day. And um, so I, I try to do when I'm cooking, I try to remind people that that veganism isn't expensive. And and even if you live in a food desert, which I know a lot of people do and they don't have access to fresh fruit foods, True. some of these recipes have um, have frozen veggies that that are more accessible than fresh ones in food deserts. Yeah, true. Wow. Yeah, I would probably add uh, like cheddar cheese on top of those uh, tater tots. <laughs> I'll add that to the list of reasons exactly. why I love you. <laughs> oh God! So, um, so veganuary is coming up. Yeah. Um, what I know there's a there's a lot of um, I have a pretty broad range of um, viewers. Um, who are all, all in different stages of um, waking up to what goes on in the food industry. And, you know, I always tell people um, the food industry makes you sick and the pharmaceutical industry keeps you sick. And um, now more than ever, there's amazing documentaries. There, there's so much literature. Um, what any helpful hints other than what you've just given um, any, any documentaries you recommend? Is there a good documentary that you've watched about veganism? Yeah. So I've, um, I, I forget the name of it, Chris. I'm so sorry. I'm such a bad Netflix person. Cause I don't remember. Oh my, the oh my. If I don't write it down, right. I'll forget about it. <laughs> there is the one that Mike and I watched a couple months ago about athletes and veganism. Oh yeah. Um, oh my gosh. I'm just as um, bad as you. Yeah, but it's that I'm was good. Down somewhere, actually. Um, oh my goodness. Yeah, that one's pretty amazing. I saw that yeah. one. The game changers. The game changers. Yeah, that yeah. one was really good. Um, but I think um, when I think of uh, when I think of the best way for me to talk about veganism or to have people consider veganism is just by the way I live every day and the way I put myself out there and um, how do I treat people and um, how, how do I treat animals and, yeah. and how do I work every day to make the world a better place for all living beings? Because that example is what people look at. Um, yeah, sure. Oh, wow. Dan, uh, he's an okay guy. He's pretty cool. Oh, he's a vegan. What does that mean? And then we, we get to talk about that. And why are you vegan? And um, yeah. I find that most people around me who are not vegan would be vegan in a heartbeat if they had a personal at home chef, you Absolutely. know, who, who, who yeah. cooked for them because yeah. the food is, is so much better than any type of uh, like, dead animal meat dish could be it's so much better so much flavorful in it you you feel like you feel full but you don't feel like bloated well i the way i eat sometimes i do but um but i mean it's, it's, just, burgers. it's just yeah exactly it's just so much so much better um and so then if if 
if I'm hanging out with people who feel like they can be vegan if they had a vegan personal chef in their kitchen every day, then, you know, what can I do to add to what that means to me is that if it was easy and I didn't have to yep. think about it, then I would eat more vegan. And so then that's where I'm like, okay, I made this really super easy dish. Um, and everything that's in the recipe is already in my fridge or freezer. And it yeah. took me 10 minutes and it cost me $7 and 50 cents. Um, and it, anyone can do it. And anyway, so bringing the yeah. accessibility of, of cooking vegan and, and really um, taking to task places who, you know, um, I, I take restaurants to task all the time. Um, it's so easy. There's a restaurant that Mike and I love that has every vegan dish marked. Um, it's Janet's Mediterranean here in Duarte, California. Um, they deliver through one of the delivery services, but it's really only five minutes away. So, um, and they have their Mediterranean food and their hummus is delicious. Their baba ganoush is delicious, but everything on their online and their to-go menu is marked vegan. So we don't yeah. even have to think about it. Oh, is this baba ganoush? vegan you know we don't right. have to ask about it it's all clearly listed it's yep. fantastic and so that's something easy that all restaurants can do um Absolutely. and you know when i was first becoming vegan in norfolk virginia i was at a restaurant where the owner chef said um yeah i'm not interested in making vegan dishes at all um and i and i was like okay great can you put that on in a sign somewhere so we know not to waste our time here I mean, if you don't want to cook vegan food, just tell us. Don't don't do it. It's so easy. It's delicious. There's, yeah. I mean, here in LA, you you I, I will leave a, an appointment with a client, and I can plug into um, Happy Cow or Yelp. You know, just in, in Yelp because Happy Cow is already all vegan vegetarian. But in Yelp, I can plug in vegan food, and there's like forty places within five minutes where I can go grab a vegan meal. Um, but there, you know, it, it is, um, for me as, as somebody who wants to see veganism grow and he really believe that veganism is an answer to so many of our challenges in our world right now that, yeah, sure. um, I, I take accountability with restaurants and if I'm going to support a restaurant, I want to make sure that I'm, um, making sure they have information that they may not have had to help them better serve um, delicious vegan food and, um, and, and food that people don't have to question whether it's vegan or not, that they just know I can order this dish and I know it's vegan. Right. Yeah. Awesome. I don't know yeah, if I answered it, your question, Chris. Yeah, I, I think so. I think so. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I, I feel the same way. My, and you and I have known each other for a few years on social media and if you follow my accounts, um, I don't post the slaughter stuff and the, the cruel videos that I know, you know, I mean, it's all over the place now. I really right. show people, this is what I eat. Mm -hmm. You know, this is how I live my life. These are my animals. You know, I, right. I think that's a, I get a much better response. I, I don't have a lot of trolls, <laughs> you know, the right, good old right. trolls. Yeah, um, like a lot of those accounts do that just you know do those those type of posts and and i think they're needed i mean there's definitely a place for those accounts and obviously they um they do change a lot of people um i um i became vegan 10 years ago um reconnected with a friend on facebook my buddy mike and he was showing those videos. Um, and I logged on to Mercy for Animals. And mm -hmm. they have, a, I, I still think they have it. It's called meatvideo.org. And what they do is they show you, this is the life of a pig. This is the life of a, mm -hmm. of a chicken. Like they go through each animal on a factory farm. And, and Dan, I was like, my mouth dropped open. I had no idea. Um, you know, we're, I think we're all told the lie growing up, how our mm -hmm. food is made, where our food comes from, you know, it comes nicely packaged. And, and I never thought, um, I never thought about the life 
on the plate and how it got there. And um, literally the next day I went vegan. Um, it right. was it was so eye opening for me. And and you know I'm vegan for the animals. I know a lot of people do it for health and and all mm-hmm. the other stuff. Um, when I became vegan, um, I was overweight. I had high blood pressure. Um, I had I was on anti anxiety medicine, high cholesterol medicine, high blood pressure medicine, and now I'm off of everything. Right. Uh, so the health benefits come, and um, yeah. So like you, I, I like to show the positive side of stuff. Um, I wish we had the restaurants like you guys have out there, but I'm sort of in the <laughs> I'm sort of in a different world down here in Florida. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Say, you got to get out of Florida. You got to get up Florida, and I'm like, well, who's going to stay here to take care of the animals if I leave Florida? Right. So I got to stay here. Somebody's got to yeah. stay here, right? For so, sure. Yeah. For sure. Yep. Um, so you have this amazing consulting company and I pronounced it wrong. How do you pronounce it? No, no, no. You pronounced it right. I mean, I think I'm the only one who pronounces it ultra wise. So oh, really? Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> one of my best friends is a, is a master copy editor and, um, she pronounces it like you do. And I'm like, well, if she pronounces it that way, that's the correct way to pronounce yeah. it. Um, true. <laughs> yeah. One day I want to just do a, um, a video of asking people how they pronounce it. Like, it's just, oh, that's a great idea. <laughs> um, but it's really just based on altruism. Um, okay. And yeah, that's I cool. left, um, I've been in nonprofit, I've led nonprofit fundraising teams for um, 12 years. And last year I decided to leave that world and start my own nonprofit fundraising consulting firm. And we're gay and vegan and veteran owned. And okay. I have uh, my whole my whole mantra around the business is to teach nonprofits how to build lifelong relationships with their donors. Um, and, really uh, yeah. And 90% of nonprofits just fail at that. They just do. Yeah. They, they think they don't have the resources or the time. And, and what we do at Alterize, we really start teaching them about strategies and plans and, and checkoff lists and, and how to do this. And so that after a certain amount of time, they can just go out on their own. And, um, and we're not, we're, we're, we're never meant to be like a permanent fixture to a nonprofit. We want to teach them how to do it. And then mo- most of our clients um, we're working with for six or 12 month contracts. Mm-hmm. And um, my hope is that then they're good to go. And then maybe they'll want us to do a specific campaign or, or um, something like that. And, yeah. and so we do that as well. But um, we, uh, I'm having the time of my life. Uh, my one year anniversary was yesterday. And, yeah. uh, or no, I'm sorry. It was actually Wednesday. It was Wednesday. And awesome. um, yeah, I'm having the time. It's great working for like a ton of different nonprofits yeah. um, as opposed to just one. And um, I, of course, only work with nonprofits um, because it's my business and I can do with it how I want. I work with nonprofits that I have a huge passion for and poverty and human rights and animal rights and women with cancer and um, the list goes on and on. So it's it's great. Yeah, I know. um, Obviously, running this nonprofit for three years is there's so many challenges. one of the biggest, it's always money, right? With a nonprofit right. fundraising, fundraising, fundraising. Um, we, you know, I tell everybody we have amazing donors and um, donor relationship. You know, if there's anybody listening who's got a nonprofit, um, it truly is the most important aspect of my job. Um, and it is a job, you know, running a nonprofit, even a farm sanctuary, it's a job. Um, oh, yeah. I've got uh, employees to pay, bills to pay, uh, animals to feed. And, uh, you know, um, I remember starting off and having to start asking people for money. That was like so hard for me. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's what everybody tells me. It's asking, you know, they have such a hard time asking for money. Um and I see a lot of, especially now, there's unfortunately, there's a lot of animal nonprofits that are going out of business, um, really tough economy. Um, 
lot of people struggling. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, I see a lot of um, last ditch efforts, you know, begging for money. Uh, what would you, you know, what would you say to a nonprofit, especially maybe like an, especially an animal organization, um, animals, it's, it's such an expensive business, just feeding, um, Mm -hmm. the veterinary costs are skyrocketing. Um, it's, um, I haven't had a vacation in three years. I mean, I know like if, if you don't work every single day and you're not home, you know, you I'll, I'll, if I, if I take a week off, I'll notice it three months down the road and say, oh right, right. I've never taken a week off, but you know, a couple sure. days of not being in contact with people, it makes a huge difference down the road. Mm-hmm. Um, I noticed that you guys have this awesome by the minute consulting. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. And I, can I say it's a bargain? Because I think it's a bargain. Oh, it's a total bargain. It's yeah, a total yeah, bargain. for sure. And uh, it's, it's, a, a it's an effort for us to be um, equitable to all people. So I have um, any nonprofit can use that um, two times for two. So for two one hour calls. So okay. it cost them $120, which is less than one hour. Oh, my God. Uh, it's, of you're giving it away. Um. And, but I offer it because there's um, nonprofits all over where, you know, they just don't have the budget. And in in 60 minutes, um, we can take somebody who's really struggling personally and professionally in, in their fundraising role, usually executive directors and founders who are just at the edge. And we, you know, we ask a series of questions beforehand um, and get the answers back. And then, so as soon as you pick up the phone, when I call you for that hour, we are just boom, boom, boom for 60 minutes. And, um, and then if you, you know, if if we need another one, we do it. And then if you want to become a client, great, but it's never about that. It's just so that, you know, most people can just charge that to their debit card. They don't even have to use, um, funds from the nonprofit. And that way, um, our experience in um, in changing the world through nonprofit fundraising can become part of your strategy um, without breaking the bank or having to do a fundraising campaign just to pay for it. Just to pay for it, yeah. yeah. That's, that's great that you do that. I, I was really impressed and uh, thank you for doing that. Thank you yeah. for your service too, by the way. That's, that's oh, awesome. thanks. Um, and I would, if I could throw in one thing, Chris, yeah, please do. Um, this is just going to blow your mind because um, it, it blows people's minds all the time. But I 100% believe that fundraising is not about money at all. It just isn't. It's all about relationships. And if you can build solid relationships with your donors, and I would say this is even for people who own businesses. If you can just keep building solid relationships with your clients, your customers, your donors, whoever that is, um, you're, you're going to make it. And one of the things that you, you guys do right all the time is that in, in building that relationship is, you know, one, I, I, when I look at the philanthropy that Mike and I do, when I make a donation, I'm thanked immediately. Immediately. Yeah. And I don't mean by some bot email. I mean by a right. phone call or an email yeah. right away. Oh my God, thanks yeah. so much. The other thing is somebody is telling me how they spent the money we donated. Yeah. And you do oh that God. with your you do that with your videos all the time. So and important. so if you do those two things, you have like over an eighty percent chance of getting another gift. And so look yeah. at all the money you raised in the last month. Yep. And multiply that by 80%. What does that look like? That's a big number. Um, it is. And, and, and there's still, even though people go to conferences and learn all this stuff and they, they take notes and they come back saying, I'm going to make all these changes. Um, they just get caught up in more meetings and more meetings and more meetings and this program and that. And, and they just forget that they forget about the relationships that will sustain them forever. I couldn't have said it better. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, seriously. It's, it's um, um, you know, I get asked a lot, um, 
I want to open it. You know, people say, I want to open an animal sanctuary. I want to open an animal sanctuary. Give me advice. Give me advice. And um, first of all, I usually tell them, don't do it. It's, 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 it's tough. Um, We, um, I had a Instagram account. That's how you and I got you, you and I met um, for at least, gosh, at least three years before I even considered opening the sanctuary. Mm -hmm. So I sort of already built those relationships. um, And also going in, I knew like, if, if we can't afford to buy the house and the land, then, you know, if we're doing a fundraiser to actually buy the property, then we're like, we're going to be so behind the ball. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that's, that's the biggest mistake a lot of people make is they, they, start a fundraiser for $200,000 assuming that, Oh, they're going to open a sanctuary. Here's take my money, take my money. And and that's, that's actually not what happens. And, and it's usually, you know, I see a lot of people fatigued from it. And, you know, after six months when the money's not coming in, um, Mm -hmm. no, you know what happens then. Right. Right. Yeah. So yeah, it's, uh, it's a crazy business. And, and if you, if you have a nonprofit, I highly recommend you guys reach out to Dan. Um, he does amazing. Thanks, Chris. Thank, uh, you. thank you for being my guest today. It was great. Oh, to finally, so much. It, was, it was great to finally meet you. Yes. Yes. I'm ecstatic <laughs> and humbled. Oh, I'm humbled. Really. Um, if you ever make it to Florida, you guys have to come, come stay with us. We'll be there. We'll be there in a heartbeat. <laughs> Um, all right, I'm going to close my show. I didn't even get to the news, Dan. We talked so much. Oh, no. This is great. No, it's awesome. Thank thank you again for being on the show. Yeah, uh, thanks, Chris. You are awesome. Yeah, and stick with me for the end here. Um, okay. All right, so um, we're at the end of our show, guys. Uh, it's, it's Friday. Um, Again, for uh, America's Next Top Poddle started uh, yesterday. So if you have a cute fur kid and uh, you think they're model material, head over to our friends at pranarun.org and you can submit a photo of your pet for only five bucks. The prizes are amazing. Um, uh, You have until October 11th to submit photos. On the 12th to the 18th, we have our yearly auction with some amazing, amazing auction items. Um, next week, I'll kind of go through a list and tell everybody, you know, what's happening. Um, there we go. There's a little kitty there. <laughs> um, yeah, pranarun.org. Um, they, they help us out every year. Jamie, thank you guys. You guys did amazing. The graphics this year were done by... Um, our good friend Kim from For the Love of Animals Apparel. And I happen to be wearing one of her shirts. So I'm going to pimp it out a little bit. Here we go. <laughs> you can buy this shirt on uh, ftlaapparel.com. Um, don't take the shirt literal. Uh, it's it's actually, uh, um, it's, it's historical. Doris Day uh, made that statement famous, I think, back in the 60s. So it, it kind of um, plays off of that statement. Um, all right, we're out of time, guys. Next week, my guest will be David Marcella from David's Kitchen LA, and he's going to be cooking live for us. Um, he's doing a vegan pear cake. So I uh, will see everybody next week. Thanks again, Dan. We'll be in touch. Thanks, buddy. Goodbye, everybody. Thanks, Chris. Yeah, see you guys next week. Don't want the fun to end? Grab more refreshments. Then head over to the Goldilocks Productions YouTube channel. With the huge selection of shows, the fun doesn't have to end. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, this is Paige from Giggly Squad, and I want to talk to you about Splash Refresher and my water intake. Okay, so you guys obviously know that I'm a hydrated girly. 
But sometimes when you drink that much water, it starts to just taste bland and you're just like, I need something to spice it up. That's why I love Splash Refresher. It has zero sugar, zero calories, and it's a splash of sweetness. And they come in five different flavors. They're so good. Wild berry, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. My favorite is the wild berry because I just I just love a berry. So if you're like me and you're drinking water all day, then try Splash Refresher. It's going to absolutely change your water game and it's good for you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.